0: I start from page 40. I will now speak about maintaining concentration in prayers, a subject about which I have been asked often. You may already be practicing some of the methods I will describe. If you have done full justice to them, you must have tasted their beneficent results. As a part of the prayer service, the Sharia Islamic law has prescribed some rules for maintaining concentration. Due to their own ignorance, many people derive no benefit from these rules. I will add some techniques which are generally not known, but can be helpful. Let me start with the general principle. When someone really believes in a technique that he is using, he receives greater benefit from it. Sando was a master bodybuilder in Europe. He said that exercise is essential for health, but at the same time, you must believe that your arms and muscles are getting stronger and firmer. The arms get stronger with exercise, but when you add the belief that the body is benefiting, it is naturally influenced. Without such a belief, much of the potential impact is lost and the benefit is reduced. Rules within Islamic law which helps in concentration. Some rules embodied in Islamic Sharia for maintaining concentration are as follows. 1. Performance of wudu. Ablution is essential before starting every prayer. God Almighty has created means of communicating thoughts and feelings. One of them is the nervous system. It acts as a channel to carry one man's feelings to the other. The Holy Prophet recited Ayatul Kursi, and then he blew upon his hands and lightly passed them over his body. Do you think that this was a frivolous act? no. The truth is that thoughts are channeled from one person to the other through the nervous system, the voice, and the breath. The Holy Prophet wasallam brought all channels under control by reciting Ayatul Kursi with his tongue, then by blowing upon his hands, and then by lightly passing his hands over his body. In brief, the voice, the nervous system, the sight, and the breath are all means for the expression of thoughts. That is why the righteous Muslims, including the Holy Prophet Wasallam, recited specific words to achieve full spiritual benefit while blowing upon or touching the bodies. Since the nervous system is a channel for the expression of thoughts, the Holy Prophet ﷺ has instructed us to perform ablution in order to purify our thoughts. The main outlets for the expression of thoughts are the mouths, the arms, and the feet which are required to be clean. Experiments show that when the mouth, arms, and legs are washed with water, the string of evil thoughts is broken. Ablution breaks the string of extraneous thoughts and creates tranquility and comfort. This, in turn, helps in concentrating. When you make ablution, resolve firmly that with it you are going to banish all stray thoughts. With this attitude, you will experience added comfort and your thoughts will not be distracted. 2. Another means of achieving concentration in prayers is to offer congregational prayers at the mosque. Human thoughts work through a process of association. When Tom meets Dick, he asks him about his son Harry. Even though Harry is not present, meeting Dick reminds him of Harry. That is how the human brain works. When you see something, you also remember other things associated with it. If someone offers prayers at a place called the House of God, where prayers are offered day and night, he will surely think that, he is standing before God for whose worship the place has been constructed. He will thus feel that he must obey his Lord with a true heart. The Holy Prophet sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has instructed that Muslims should, observe, should reserve a place for prayer in their homes. Praying there will remind them that place is also reserved for worship. There may be some among you who have never experienced such thoughts in the mosque. But now that a point has been made clear to you, you will be able to go to mosque with these feelings. This will help you to control wayward thoughts, concentrate on your act of worship, and find true peace. 3. The instruction to face towards Kaaba, the first house of God built in Mecca, also helps in achieving concentration. The city of Mecca has many distinctions. It was here that in obedience to God's will, a loved one of Allah, Abraham left his wife and child without any provisions and protection. Since he did it for the sake of God, he multiplied his progeny, which is innumerable like the stars in the sky. Many prophets were born in his progeny. Finally, the person destined to reform the whole mankind was also erased from his progeny. When someone realizes the wisdom of turning his face towards Mecca, he is inspired by the sacrifice of Hazrat Ismail a.s. His mind is drawn to the fact that God, for whose worship he is now standing, is a lord of great honor and majesty. This realization helps eliminate stray thoughts and leads one to the recognition of the grandeur and glory of Allah. Four, calling of adhan, that's called to prayer, also helps in concentration. The call of Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest, Allah is the greatest, reminds worshippers that God, to whose presence they are being summoned, is the greatest. This will promote concentration in their prayer. The Holy Prophet sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that the Adhan called to put, uh, is called to put Satan to flight. When someone realizes that the objective of Adhan is to express the grandeur and glory of God, he will appreciate its wisdom. Having learned about this philosophy, you will now remember it when you hear the Adhan and will receive its full benefit. When the remembrance of the greatness and glory of God takes hold of your mind, other thoughts will vanish and concentration will be achieved. 5. Iqamat, the shorter version of Adhan recited at the beginning of Salat in Congregation, also draws attention to the greatness and glory of God. All the points made concerning Adhan apply to it too. The Holy Prophet wasallam says that Iqamat too puts Satan to flight. He meant that Iqamat removes evil inclination and promotes concentration in worship. 6. Order in outwardly arrangements creates order in thoughts and does not let them disperse. When the rows are physically formed for prayer, deeper thoughts are also lined up. And what an awe inspiring form the rows represent in prayers everybody standing before the King of Kings in utter silence. The Holy Prophet وسلم, says, Keep your rows straight, lest your hearts become crooked. What is the significance of the rows? Simply that the external disorder would adversely affect spiritual harmony. Seven, the seventh means of achieving concentration in prayers is niyat intention. Because when you command your mind to do something, it attends to it. Niyat does not mean that you have to verbalize the name of the imam, the numbers of the rak'ah, and facing the kaaba. The intention of offering salat should be made in the heart. It is said that somebody developed a phobia concerning niyat, and in particular about specifying the imam, the one who leads the prayer. If he stood in a line behind others saying, behind this imam, did not satisfy him. He suspected that since there were other people between him and the imam, he was not really behind that imam. So he moved forward and said, behind this imam. Still dissatisfied, he moved further still and touching the imam said, behind this imam. Those who suffer from such superstitions are wrong. They suffer the consequences. The niyat is turned into an unnecessary burden. In truth, the intention is related to the heart. When you stand for prayers, think actively about the prayers. Remind yourselves what you are about to do. As soon as you understand this, you will begin to develop humbleness and begin to concentrate. Eight, in congregational prayers, the imam repeats words which create the fear of Allah. Anybody who becomes distracted is nudged and reminded. When Allahu Akbar is called, he is warned. Stand with full attention because the one in whose presence you are standing is the greatest. Then after a while, when thoughts are distracted, the imam again makes the same reminder. Again, after a while, he is told, God listens to him who praises him, reminding him that in order to benefit from the prayer, he must spend the time in praising Allah, otherwise he is wasting his time. Repeated reminders from the imam make the followers alert and attentive. This is why the imam has a rank ahead of the followers. He reminds them again and again that they are standing in the presence of the greatest of all kings and, therefore, must stand with full attention. 9. Islam has not adopted a single posture for prayers but different positions. If someone gets absorbed in other thoughts, his going in ruku that's bowing, sajda, that prostration reminds him Even if someone moves to these postures as a habit, the simple act of making the movement makes the mind alert. Worship in other religions does not possess this characteristic. It is unique to Islam. 10. Performance of Sunnah before and after obligatory prayers also helps achieve concentration, especially during the obligatory prayers. It is a law of nature that signs of coming events start appearing before their occurrence and the after effects continue after they have occurred for example, light spreads before the sun appears in the morning and continues after it sets in the evening. We also observe that some worries dominate the mind at the cost of other thoughts, matters which accord with one's wishes, or those resulting in pleasure, or those whose absence can be harmful, overpower other matters and preoccupy the mind. If someone is engaged in a task which does not appear very beneficial to him, And if he has to perform something which is likely to benefit him or can harm him if not done, or is of special interest to him, his thoughts would be absorbed in the second task, even when he is doing the first. Take, for example, a worker in an office. If he has to carry out a personal task after office hours, he will start thinking about it an hour or two before he leaves his office. Conversely, if he is engaged in an important assignment in the office, he will continue thinking about it, when he leaves his office. Only after some time will he be able to concentrate fully on his other tasks. The Holy Prophet wasallam has prescribed Sunnahs before and after the farad prayers to make sure that the farad are not vitiated by wandering thoughts. Such distractions are suppressed during the performance of Sunnahs and make a man fully prepared and attentive during the performance of farad prayers. Similarly, Sunnah have been appointed after the third prayers to stop the thoughts of pending business from vitiating the last part of the third prayers. Thus, the whole of the third prayer is protected. As I stated, stray thoughts generally arise when an earlier task is about to be completed and the mind is being prepared for the second. If one believes at the end of his third prayers that he has not yet finished, the Sunnah still remain, his thoughts will remain suppressed. This is one of the major reasons for the appointment of sunnas. The Holy Prophet wasallam has appointed the number of sunnas in accordance with the requirements of the time. The time of Zuhul prayer, early afternoon, is the time of great involvement in other tasks. He has therefore appointed two or four sunnas before and after the fard. He has appointed two sentries to safeguard the fard from any wandering thoughts. There are no sunnas before Asr, that's late afternoon prayer, but there are Nawafil. One may observe them or skip them, because it is time to finish off business activities. The prayer for this time is therefore very brief, but there is the curve between Asr and Maghrib, that's evening prayers. There are no sunnas before Maghrib prayer, because the time is generally very short, but there are sunnas after Maghrib. Dinner is generally taken after Maghrib. The two sunnas safeguard the mind from being absorbed in thoughts about food or other similar affairs. There are no sunnas before Isha prayer because the kinds of activity before Isha do not absorb one's mind for long, but there are sunnas and witr after Isha which protect the mind from the thoughts of sleep. The witr can also be performed later. There are two sunnas before Fajr, that's morning prayer. They serve to get rid of the slumber. There are no sunnas after Fajr because, generally, there is not much activity to preoccupy one's mind after Fajr. But dhikr has been prescribed between Fajr and Sunrise. All of the above methods of maintaining concentration in prayer have been prescribed in the Sharia. You can benefit from them fully if you understand their philosophy and keep reminding yourselves of their wisdom. I have described these methods in detail to enable you to understand them fully, God willing, Those who act upon them, giving due regard to their philosophy, will derive great benefit. It should also be remembered that, just as the human body has joints, so do the prayers. The joints of the prayers consist of words which are recited during standing, bowing, and prostrating postures. Pay special attention to these joints to make your prayer very strong and upright. Otherwise, it will fall. I stop at page 45.